0: We got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution is in me. I
1: belong, I belong I belong, I belong. This is part two of Ronnie Landis. To um, close off that conversation about, like, do you feel that there is such thing as ethical porn? Because there's also, like, the audio. Versions where it's just audio, li- like literatica, I think
2: it's called. Yeah. So, like romance novels and all yeah. this. Kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I mean, I, I don't know. Like, okay. The word ethical is really interesting because I, I want to say no, but I want to explain what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm not even going to go from the user standpoint. That's for each. That that's kind of the long-winded way I was trying to answer that question. Is like you know you already know the answer for yourself. You just have to be willing to be honest with yourself about your yes and your no. What's working? What's not working? Mm -hmm. Um, But from a from a production standpoint, meaning the, the industries that produce these products at the highest levels, they know what they're doing they understand the algorithms. They understand addictive tendencies. They understand the dopaminergic system. They're designing all of these products in a specific way to hook people's brains um, to, to continuing to purchase and consume these products. Like they are all designed from a consumer, a consumer standpoint. How do we get people to consume more and more of our products? Mm -hmm. And once they find success, Then they tighten up the algorithm and then they, they then rinse and repeat that. That's how that, that's the corporatocracy. That's the problem. If you really want to get into the real problems in this world, it's parasite consciousness. We have, we have, we have pirates that have taken over the ship and are running these, these huge companies and organizations and the government and, and the whole thing and not to go too far onto that track, but I but I think like from a consciousness perspective, it's important to understand, OK, what is you brought this up? Like, what energies am I contributing to? What energies am I receiving? OK, yeah, there's just this little product. It seems benign. It's not a big deal. But what's the the intentionality? What's the energy that's gone into creating that product and all the hands that have been on and all the consciousnesses that have been intermingling to create this product for me that now I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just, I'm consuming with my attention because the biggest form of currency A current of energy that we have our currency it's funny we call money currency it's a it's a current of energy so our Mm -hmm. our biggest currency is our attention our time our energy and even from a quantum physics perspective again there's something called the observer effect where the molecular structure of something can change based on us observing it yeah so that, but I imagine what we're observing, if we're observing something that also has consciousness imbued upon it, it probably has an effect on our molecular structure, our consciousness um, at the very least. So, you know, these are just interesting ideas. Like these are just things to consider. But my thing is like, I'm not trying to be on the pirate ship. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't, I, I I'm not i'm not um I'm not into parasite consciousness. This is why I'm so I'm so strict when it comes to my food and the food that I put into my body. Um, you know, I, I could do a lot better like most of us when it comes to social media and and um, you know many things that I do still get caught into you know, I'm a work in progress, just like all of us are. That's why I wrote the book. That's why I'm here talking to you. That's why I'm working on a book right now entirely on dopamine. This is why I lead, um, dopamine reset group programs and, and, you know, continuing to get this message out there because it's in my face every day.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm, you know, I'm not exempt from this. I'm just developing more protocols to help me extricate my consciousness in my current of energy from these systems, or at least to develop more mastery so I can engage with these systems without without being a slave or being caught in an algorithmic riptide, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where I'm just scrolling, scrolling mindlessly or or whatever the thing is. Um mm-hmm. so so in a long, another long-winded kind of tangential way, my 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 personal answer is like, no, I don't think it is ethical. Mm-hmm. Because the the people behind it don't appear to be ethical to me, um, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And to specify for anyone listening, like we're not even talking about the women on OnlyFans. We're talking about the no, that's right exactly. of OnlyFans. Yeah, the company itself, and um, yeah. I wanted to specify that, but it's oh man. Like when you think about that, like if ours, if if a culture. If our sexual energy is our most potent force and it's our life force and it's um, if we're liberated and in control of and harnessing and conscious in our sexual energy, we're going to be very hard to be, to control.
0: Bingo.
1: To have these these like different productions that are in control of our attention and are uh, in any form like, able to suppress that within us that liberation that empowerment in this area of our lives
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: we're so much easier to control in all areas so I mean there's there's a lot to that yeah
2: I think, I think no that's beautifully said and I think that's why there is such a huge like sexual liberation movement and, and mm-hmm. I say that in in like what feels like a really true thing not just like the you know the hippies in the seventies and just free love. An and
1: external that. sexual revolution. We're talking about the internal sexual revolution. Right.
2: So that's a powerful like um, distinction, mm-hmm. right? Like what we're talking about is the internal cultivation of our life force energy, our life force plasma, yeah. Christed vibratory energy that is the emanation of our our radiance. Like I look at Chinese medicine and Taoism. Mm-hmm. And they have something, this is actually a really, I haven't got to talk about this, but I think this is actually just a great little piece to add in here. So in Chinese Taoist medicine, they have something called the three treasures. And the three treasures is essentially our, our life force and how it animates and mobilizes. And understanding this helps you cultivate your life force through your thoughts your words and your actions and the food and herbs and supplements and 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 the lifestyle that you cultivate for yourself and how do you create longevity um there's chi there's shen and there's jing chi is basically like our animating energy it's our immediate energy it's like blood flow it's cardiovascular health it's like electrolytical like like let's get up and go kind of energy it's it's our our immediate energy that we have.
0: Mm-hmm. and then there's
2: Jing, which is our primordial life force energy, which is our kidney adrenals, like our stem cells. it's our it's our epigenetic energy. It's basically like the deep, deep life force genetic energy that is most responsible for our long term health and vitality our ability to actually self-repair and self-heal ourselves is a lot of that is going to be on that deep cultivated energy which essentially that is the sexual energy is our jing energy um and that has to do with our kidney adrenal battery pack if we burn that out then through all these dopamine impulses then our Jing energy starts to, to waver. then our immune system health is going to start to drop, do, drop down. And interestingly enough, your adrenals are run mostly on dopamine.
0: because oh.
2: dopamine actually kicks your adrenals on to, to turn on adrenaline. and adrenaline is what allows a human being to walk upright. because outside of like kangaroos, I think we're the only mammal. That is bipedal means walks upright. That's that's an adrenalized phenomenon. So that's an interesting thing on dopamine too. It, it has to do with our our jing energy, and then the other thing is shen. So shen is like our radiance. It's it's basically the the emanation of your spirit. It's the manifestation of your personality, the optimism, the the inspiration you have for life. That joy, like the real joy and happiness that you have that that's like an emanation of your jing so another way of saying it is that the more you've cultivated your life force energy not only the more vital vigorous strong healthy and the more longevity potential that you have the radiance of your actual like shen aura is going to naturally emanate Mm. because of that but if we're draining ourselves, if we're burning ourselves out, where we're just leaking our energy and we're not properly cultivating that energy, then anxiety, restlessness, intrusive thoughts, OCD, depression. We become depressed, which is like a compression of energy. And we, we start to, we, we lose that radiance mm-hmm. for life. So I, I wanted to bring in that perspective because I always found that such a valuable kind of energetic, um, roadmap. And I think that is really applicable when we talk about cultivating sexual energy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to do a whole podcast with you just on those three because <laughs> yeah. that's, I, I, I studied Taoism as well. Okay. Um, the book sitting in front of me is a uh, Tao tantric arts for women. And it's, it's a lot about what you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to not go into that as a whole podcast episode. I want to, um, like I have two more questions about, um, overcome. I have, I have one more question on addiction and then I want to close off on how to overcome and a message of hope. Um, yeah. but to close off what we've talked about, I do remember, I have a friend, uh, Dominic Cortusio. He's been on the show and is open about this. So he won't mind me sharing. Um, He was addicted to pornography so deeply that he had to do sex addicts anonymous for five years. And, uh, he said that once he overcame that addiction, um, when he came back with his partner in intimacy, he said that, like what he realized the most is how numb he was due to pornography. So like the, when he came back into intimacy with her, he could feel every little thing. Mm-hmm. He could see the way her hair fell mm-hmm. on her back. And it was like, all of his sensitivity came back. Okay. And so it's also like the thought of, um, how much do you actually want to feel in real life? Like mm-hmm. how alive do you want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's that too. Um, and I know for me, like when I heard him say that at that point, cause this was like, I don't know three years ago at that point, I hadn't been with a partner who was present with me enough uh, for mm-hmm. me to know what Dom was talking about, like when he shared yep. his sensitivity yep. and his aliveness with his partner. I hadn't mm-hmm. experienced that from a man, and I don't even think that it was from porn addiction. I think it was just from um not being in their aliveness it, They were numbed out through other addictions like yep. social media, um mm-hmm. stress, all of the things. Yep. And now experiencing a partner who is so present in a way that my body has opened up in a way that I, I haven't even experienced for myself until like, it was like my body. I never knew my body could do it because my body was waiting for that presence from a man.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Just like Dom said, he'll never go back to desensitize sex. Now that he's experienced sex that has that much sensitivity, he'll never go back to desensitize sex. It felt that way for me of um, now that I've experienced a man that is that present and uh, that my body feels that safe to open up to, it's like, there's, there's no going back, which once you experience totally, totally,
2: that, totally. Yeah. So that,
1: that, that for me is enough to like, want to close up all those energy leaks and all of those areas that you spoke on. Um, it is, mm. it is a different type of aliveness. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful for a woman
2: and a man yeah what you're what you're explaining Hmm. what you're explaining is not only is it so powerful but it also is the message of hope wrapped up in it because it is your lived experience right like from the journey that you've been on and what you've shared with us Mm -hmm. and the fact that that that's not an aspiration in the future but that's something that your report it's your report of findings Mm -hmm. that validate obviously the work that you've done, but validate like what we're getting at in this conversation. Mm -hmm. It is your, that's really powerful. That is your actual lived experience. So it's like, it's not a theory. It's not a hope in the future. This is Mm -hmm. actually what I'm experiencing. And that that's what I want for every single person is that you arrive in a place where you realize that you are unrecognizable to the version of you that you had become accustomed to before and this is the cool thing about health is that when you go down the the nutrition holistic health path coming out of the standard American you know diet and the whole kind of like that whole abstraction from consciousness that we all have grown up with in some form or function um you know when it comes to our food reality and and you know the medical world and just that whole that whole doom and gloom overlay of of health. Which is that which is has nothing to do with real health. Once you start getting really healthy and you feel vital in your body, in your mind, it, it just lands on you. Yeah. You realize, like, oh, okay, this is what I'm actually supposed to you feel like.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: it's actually, it's supposed to feel like when I'm not medicated. Like, I actually feel like a real, vital, sensitive, living human being. Um, And then you feel capable kind of going to that point, all of a sudden you feel capable of whatever it is that, you know, your goals, your aspirations, your Mm -hmm. destiny, your, you know, like your connection with, with God or the divine, um, you know, capable to be like in a partnership with a, with a fully embodied man or woman, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's really a profound thing. So I just wanted to mention that.
1: Yeah. And it's a, the whole thing about like attracts, like it's a two person system. Like my ability to attract a partner who is able to be present enough for my body to open up. um, I, I had to also be in that place of maintaining like that clear Mm -hmm. sexual energy that you talked about. And Mm -hmm. in order to like, even experience that with another person and vice versa. Like he, um, you know, my partner had to come to this place where he could be present with a woman in order for her body to feel safe. And so it's like that, that you brought up just feeling capable, like so much of what we're capable of is like what we're embodying ourselves because like is going to attract like, and we're going to call in exactly what we're. Yeah. Um, so to close out, because I know we don't have that much time left. Um, I want to touch on other forms of addiction and then just how to like the two things on overcoming them. But the addiction that I wanted to talk about other than porn that I see a lot in the spiritual community mm. is like hoppe. Like a lot of people have to use hoppe every day in order to get grounded. And it's so interesting because when I was introduced to hope, and there's again no ze- no judgment, no shame. Um, I know that there are people who are using it intentionally. Just like there's people who use ayahuasca to escape. People who yep. use ayahuasca to get drop in deeper. Um, yep. So no judgment or shame on the plant medicine itself or the use of it. But I noticed like when I was um, asked to do hopi by someone, she was like, "Oh, you'll feel so grounded." And like I took it, and I was like. Felt more grounded before I did it.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Almost yeah so,
1: so things like Hoppe, the thinking we need Hoppe to get grounded, or a lot of people are using ketamine now. Uh, there's a really popular ketamine spray now that's like, mi- it's a uh, micro dose of ketamine with oxytocin. Mm. And uh, people I, like that
2: before. It completely screwed me up.
1: I'd love to hear about that. But the, the, the way it was introduced to me, I haven't taken it was like, you'll never experience connection and orgasm like you do on this. And Uh, I was like, man, like to be like, I get it. I get the thought. Um, I've done MDMA. So I get like a taste of what that, you know, would probably be like. um, But to be able to access, I mean, I, I've done 60 plant medicine ceremonies, ayahuasca, fachuma, mm. mushrooms. I've done so much. Um, and I've done a lot of MDMA-assisted therapy with a mutual friend of ours. Mm. The places I'm able to reach now, just in breathwork and dispensa, are not only that um, that uh, level of transcendence, I guess would be the word.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But I have to like.
2: I'm right there there with you on this, by the way. Like this is a podcast in of itself.
1: I know, I know. (laughs) We have like so many podcast sessions in this one um, episode. What's crazy about doing it through breathwork and dispensa and not through altered substances, even though those are sacred plants that I, I hold in so much reverence and respect. The thing that's different is what's crazy is my life is actually changing. There's like a, there's a different level of rewiring. I think because I'm staying in my body.
0: Yes.
1: Possibly, but there's a different level of like, okay, I've held this intention every day for like 20 something days in this dispensary mm-hmm. practice. And oh shit, it's happening. And I just hadn't experienced that on plant medicine and maybe that was like my lack of being able to integrate. I don't know.
2: But no, I don't think so. I think I think what you're what you're alluding to is a very like there's multiple perspectives. I think there's a very sound neurological um neurochemical if you want to you know, like there there is a very scientifically grounded perspective that I've tracked in my own exploration with psychedelics and plant medicines and peak state experiences. And I think what you're alluding to is that there is an addictive tendency towards peak state experiences without the natural um, and, and trying to mitigate the ebb and the flow, the up and the down, the the complementary opposite nature of a dualistic reality that the two hemispheres of the brain are designed to, to integrate and balance out because you have a right and left hemisphere of a brain, you have a corpus callosum in the middle that bridges the two. And so we're actually designed for balance and equanimity in all of our experiences that that's the whole thing of having a contrasting experience. So if you're always chasing the peak experience, then your brain is going to naturally try to equilibrate with an equal and opposite. I guess in this case, less than peak experience. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That that's the neurochemical balance when you push dopamine and serotonin um, too far. Like if you do too much MDMA. Like you're gonna feel absolutely amazing. and there and that experience is a real experience. However, when you track the peak experience cycle, there's the there's the up, and then there's the down. So if you know how to peak and then integrate at the peak, then you can stabilize a new kind of normal, but it takes time. It takes that twenty days of intentionality and devotion to integrating that peak state so that reference point that your brain got through that that increased dopaminergic stimulation whatever the arousal was of your experience if you can intentionally and 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 skillfully integrate those experiences in the moment but carry it out every day following Mm -hmm. now that is how you create transformation through psychedelic therapy and intervention However, myself included, because I love to have a good time when I'm having a good time, you know, the peak state can like, not so, not so much anymore. And I, I don't do these things that much anymore. But like, I used to go here, peak state, and then like, I, I mean, I could ride those things out. Um, but then inevitably, inevitably, then you're like six, seven, eight, eleven 11 in the morning, maybe the next day. And you're, you're, you're toast. Right. So there's no integration. There's nothing. Now I'm on the contrasting experience. I'm not able to integrate the experience. And so it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if that was a, a, a long term beneficial thing. But um, so I think that that's an interesting perspective when it comes to all this. But I, I, I want to just say, like, to to what you're bringing up. Um, We need to have conscious awareness of how the brain operates and what our motivation and intention towards these things are, recognizing the patterns of consistency, the Mm -hmm. consistency of use, and is that actually supporting me, or do I need to create more of a gap between stimulus and response, right? So in the hot do I need to be doing this every day? Is this actually supporting me every day? Let me actually run an experiment. What if I don't do it today and I feel whatever Mm -hmm. comes up that I'm trying to medicate through the hoppe and then I stretch that out, I go on a fast, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a cleanse or a detox and really just see what comes up. Do I have a lot of thoughts or feelings that I'm having a hard time dealing with that I'm using the hoppe to mitigate? And if that's the case, then we have a coping strategy that's becoming maladaptive. And because mm-hmm. plants and substances are pretty powerful and they're used traditionally in ceremony, like hope is used traditionally like in medicine ceremonies and ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like smoking a cigarette, although it kind of has become kind of like that's become the substitute. Um, then that's where I see it being very problematic.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, like I had never used these drugs socially or in party settings. I'd only use them in therapeutic settings or in ceremonies and like I said, like 60 ceremonies in probably eight years. Wow. And because for, I had, the, the thing is, is I had so much trauma and I felt like in order to heal that trauma, I had the, the, the healing needed to be as intense as the trauma. Otherwise it wasn't going to undo it. I didn't realize mm. until I stepped into studying Tantra that healing can unfold gently. Um, oh, the okay. trauma healing can unfold gently. Mm. And, um, Now I haven't done any plant medicine or anything, any, any of that in, um, next month, it'll be a year and I have no desire to, but what I realized, um, was once I, um, once I stepped into partnership, uh, with my, with, uh, my partner, I started to realize like oh shit I thought I healed my anxious attachment like
0: mm-hmm. oh shit
1: I thought I healed my throat chakra mm-hmm. and all these things because when you get in partnership especially conscious conscious partnership you realize how much healing you still have left mm-hmm. and that's when I wanted to run to drink a cup of ayahuasca because I was like I don't want to feel anxiously attached I don't want to feel this so I need to go drink ayahuasca so she can heal me and show me all the ways of becoming securely attached and that was when I realized like oh yeah. shit I don't know how to do this work without medicine and that was when I realized because it wasn't even an addiction to the downloads or to the feelings. It was an addiction to um, actually an addiction to doing the work in that way. And so mm-hmm. then it was like, mm-hmm. I need to learn how to do this going in like w- without a substance. And I mean, I started to just use breath work and meditation and um like uh, like we started off with at the beginning of this topic, like there's been a far more uh, powerful transformation through that than I've ever seen in plant medicine, and I also understand that sometimes plant medicine is is the way um when you yep. consciously and yeah. I'm so excited to tell you guys about Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth. Bone broth has been hailed as a healing superfood for centuries, and what makes bone broth so amazing is its collagen content. After the age of 20, we begin producing less collagen every year, and as our production declines, our natural collagen and elastic fibers get looser, meaning fine lines and wrinkles, dry skin, deterioration of healthy joints, brittle hair and nails, and much more but consuming supplemental collagen such as in bone broth can actually stimulate the body to make more of its own collagen. I choose Paleo Valley's bone broth because unlike most bone broths, theirs is not processed with high heat, It's not extracted with harmful chemicals. It's 100% grass-fed and finished from cows never given antibiotics, steroids, or hormones. And something that really sets them apart is that this product is made from bones, not hides. Most companies use the hides because it's cheaper, but when collagen is sourced from the animal's skin, we miss out on all of the extra nutrients and restorative benefits of the bones. The benefits are endless, but a few are that it eases arthritis symptoms and supports joint health, improves skin health and reduces the appearance of wrinkles, it increases hair growth, aids in blood sugar regulation, helps prevent heart disease, supports gut health, helps build muscle mass and boost metabolism reduces the appearance of cellulite and promotes better sleep. I had been searching for a long time for the most convenient and cost-effective bone broth without sacrificing quality because I knew I wanted it as a staple in my family's daily routine. Paleo Valley's bone broth not only makes it easy to serve to my children, but the flavor also makes it exciting for them. Protein in our diet makes all the difference in our moods in this home. And with my daughter being very picky when it comes to protein, this makes it so easy for me to make sure that she's getting enough of that each day. They have the unflavored, which mixes easily in anything, but I am obsessed with their vanilla and chocolate flavors and so are my kids. I feel so great providing this for my family each morning as we start our day. Head over to paleovalley.com forward slash Jade for 15% off your first order. That's paleo valley dot com forward slash jade for 15% off your first order with everything that we've discussed i'd like to end with just talking about um a message of hope for how to overcome these addictions um yeah. and maybe we can talk about how to rebalance that dopamine? Because I'm sure that's a hard thing to come down from. So how to balance that dopamine and how to rebalance our nervous system while overcoming Mm. addiction.
2: Totally, totally. I know, I know we don't have a lot of time left. So I want to, I want to give people some resources and tools. So a number of years ago, I developed an online program called the Ultimate Dopamine Reset Program. And so this started out as a group program that I took people through a six-week process of of basically going through a dopamine reset. I call it the reset, reboot, and recovery process. And um, in that program, which I'm going to be launching another group program coming up in the next month, um, month, month and a half from when this is recording right now. So people that follow me, you can get tuned into that and um, when that launches. It's a really cool process, and I I break it into three phases over the course of a six-week process. And the first phase is the reset. So the reset is essentially where you're going through like an abstinence process. And there's a beginner, intermediate, and advanced way to do this, depending on, on someone's goals, how fast they want change, how committed they are, and also just the practical strategies that we put into place, particularly dietary, um, supplemental, and lifestyle strategies. What's really unique about my approach to addiction which I'm amazed that it is unique, but it is unique that I integrate, um, I integrate a very specific approach to nutrition, supplementation, um, even herbalism, and lifestyle optimization. Because I guess I, I have the unique lens of being a nutritionist and have studied with some of the great nutrition and health masters and have interviewed like 250 people on my podcast over the years. And, and, you know, so I have a very unique background to be able to approach addiction and approach pornography and all these different things that most people who talk about it, they just don't, you know, they don't come from that background. So it's more like, okay, just do a dopamine reset, just, 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 like go cold turkey, like go no fap, like go for 20 30 days and just nothing. And I mean that that if you can do that that's great. However, to me the dopamine reset isn't is an invitation into a much more powerful transformational process. One of the things that I've learned over the years of kind of being growing up in the personal development world and then integrating holistic health with personal development principles is that this is not just about getting healthy, right? Like this is not about getting healthy or not being sick. This is a personal development um, pathway that is so practical. Like your diet and your nutrition and your supplementation, your working out and your fitness routine and how you design your life and your sleep cycles and all that, that is the most practical, effective personal development foundation for whatever your goals in life are,
0: mm-hmm. your
2: health is your wealth. If you don't take care of your health and make that priority, we need to learn to love ourselves more. You mm-hmm. want to learn to love yourself? Take care of yourself. That is ground zero, and that will set the foundation for everything else in your life. So that's how I approach this, um, and I just take people through again like a reset process and then a rebooting process, which is essentially how your your brain and your nervous system starts to, um starts to go through like a rebooting, meaning like, you know, if you have your computer CPU processor, so your computer browser, if it gets overloaded with too many open tabs, we have to start closing out those tabs in order to reset the system. So then we turn off the computer before we start it back on. When we start it back on, it loads, right? It loads the new information. If you've deleted enough of those old fat files and shadow subconscious files, and you've deleted enough of those, the loading process is quicker, and you have more storage on your CPU system, so you can actually function better, quicker, mm-hmm. faster, like you're more with it, more energetic, you have more energy, it's it's great, more mm-hmm. seconds Virility capacity, you might end up having a baby and you couldn't before. I mean, this is this is all part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. So now you go through a rebooting
0: mm-hmm.
2: and your identity actually goes through you go through a personality rebooting as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have the recovery. The recovery to me is actually just integration. To me, recovery is not like, oh, I'm a recovering addict, I'm a recovering alcoholic, I'm a recovering recovering porn addict. No, you're not. You're not any of that's the problem. You're not any of that. That's the problem. Mm. You have taken on a false identity. And you have people in the addiction world trying to hook that identity to you and say, hey, the best thing that you can hope for is not to drink anymore. Mm. But you're always going to be an addict. So you got to deal with it. It's like, what? What are you talking about? No, I'm not an addict. I've taken on a false identity. Mm been bogging me down my whole life. So I need to remove that mask and get acquainted with who I actually am. So That's the recovery is that I'm actually recovering the parts of me that I've given away in exchange for some person place thing drug some 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 false high um, that I didn't really I didn't know that I was doing because I didn't have a user's manual. So essentially, I'm providing people my form of the user's manual in the form of this dopamine reset.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So, um, there is actually a video course that I've developed that people can, that people can check out. Um, the website is hhphealth.com forward slash dopamine. My personal website is also hhphealth.com. Um, and I mean that like, whether you do my program or not, the framework is, is key. Yeah. Because if you take yourself through a dopamine reset, that that is the quickest way, the most effective and, and guaranteed way to help you start to make major changes in your life. Um, and I also want to mention too, I am in the process of launching a program called the Porn Reboot Roadmap.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, you can go to the website now. I think it's, it's pornrebootroadmap.com. Um, I'll make sure to have the the link to you um, that you can put in the show notes. And um, yeah, that's in the process of launching. But the whole the whole page and all the information is is on the website that you can check out. Um, So yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's 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 a long one. But I just wanted to mention kind of that framework and look into doing a dopamine reset. Um, That that is going to be the most effective thing for people.
1: Yeah. And when, when you're talking about dopamine reset, is that, do you feel that's the same as nervous system reset?
2: It, totally, 100%. They're, okay. they're one and the same, actually.
1: Okay. I didn't know that.
2: That's, awesome. no, it, it's, that's a great question because, um, and there's all kinds of ways to quote unquote reset and reboot the nervous system. In, in my approach, the way that I approach the dopamine reset is it's a full system reset. Um, It just so happens that dopamine is the primary driver for all of our patterns, our behavior, um, you know, what we gravitate towards, what we lock in and focus on. The habits and the patterns and the strategies um, are just the external things that we use, or maybe in the case of breath work, what we, we use in our own volition to reset our chemistry set. And if you can learn to regulate your nervous system, your brain chemistry will actually come into balance and your, your ability to, to mitigate light, or the signal, and the, um, excuse me, the, um, the, your, your, your ability to regulate your impulses. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. Um, your ability to regulate your impulses and your dopamine response will start to balance out when you learn to re- regulate your nervous system so that they actually, they work one in the same.
1: Okay. Um, so I have like five minutes, so I need to run out the door and grab my kids. So just, uh, and I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that we started early because we covered so much ground. Um, when it comes to nervous system rebalancing, do you feel that, um, in my experience, this has been the case. Do you feel that breath is like the, the number one tool?
2: I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because breath breath brings you back into presence, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean it it starts with breath and ends with breath, Mm -hmm. and and it helps in the breath helps you navigate through the inner terrain and navigate through your physiology essentially. So the better you can get at navigating your stress response through breath Mm -hmm. and like opening up your your neuromuscular system and like really leaning into it um, through advanced breathwork practices, Mm -hmm. that's super powerful. Um, Then when you combine it with other modalities and um and create like a whole picture like a whole human optimization picture i think breath work really is like the key that unlocks everything even when you're when you're making love with your partner yeah like breath work learning how to breathe and how to be in a rhythmic dance and like how to how to i think the first step for men is like learning how to like clamp that muscle that kind of keeps keeps the the seminal fluids from, from releasing yeah. too early and but but what actually but once you get more more into your body and you let go of kind of the fear of that you can now let go of that and breathe in total rhythm with your partner and now mm-hmm. there's no contracting really now you're mm-hmm. actually like at the next level of of like intimate connection you're able to be fully present fully there fully erect and also like letting go and surrendered at the same time i think that's like the apex of like the sexual experience and you can't get there without breath work like mm-hmm. breath work is the medium in which you're able to to channel that energy mm-hmm. so i yeah i think so
1: yeah anytime i wake up in anxiety or stress or fear and i go into my dispensive practice or my breath work man, it is, uh, it's a night and day difference from the time I start that to the end. It's like my nervous Mm -hmm. system is just balanced. And I, I, there's such a connection there that I'm not reaching out for those dopamine hits because my nervous system is balanced and there's not that, you know, um, uh, so normally I end the show with a lightning round of questions, Mm -hmm. uh, And our, our talk was so, yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's the first time this has ever happened. But I do just want to say, um, I'm so incredibly thankful for the, like, not only your work and, and your embodiment, but the fact that like, you you know it so well. Like I I mm. truly felt like I could ask you anything and you answered from the heart. It's mm. this isn't something that you've just like studied and you're trying to make money off of. Like this is something that you deeply yeah. care about.
2: If I, so if I wanted to make a lot of money, I would definitely be doing something else. I'll tell right. you that right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh I'm but I'm it's but this or and this yeah. work is so deeply needed. Like this is um mm. it's a generational uh it's a generational thing that you're doing, like you're in this work and men healing and in women healing and in them healing together through this type of work, it's going to heal multiple generations. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm just so thankful. So thank you for everything that you're putting out there. Thank you for saying yes to that call. Thank you for uh, everything that you embody and everything that you've shared with us today.
2: Thank you so much, Jade. I really appreciate the that feedback, especially from an embodied woman such as yourself, who's doing this work and continues to do such powerful work for both men and women. Like that means a lot. I really appreciate that, and um, I'm gonna take that and double down on this mission because I, yeah. I agree this this is profoundly important beyond what I can even comprehend right now. What any of us can comprehend. And my last parting message to all of you Mm -hmm. is, you know, take this to heart. Whatever resonated with you, whatever clicked for you that really landed, listen to that. Go deeper into that. Listen to this a few times if it really, if you feel called to. Um, And if you, if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram's the easiest right now. My website, hhphealth.com. I have a podcast called Life Mastery Podcast. Um, you can look up on iTunes, which by the way, I need to have you on and have yeah. a really interesting conversation as well. Yeah. I'd so love really to about that. Beautiful. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me if uh, if you if there's anything that you know you have questions or you're interested in working with me or any of these programs, if you're going mm-hmm. through anything we're talking about, there is there is support. So um look forward to hearing from you. And Jade, thank you so much mm-hmm. for having so me.
1: So thankful. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you guys, I really enjoyed sitting with a man and discussing how to be integral and sexual energy and, uh, healthy viewpoints on pornography. And, 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 you know, there's, uh, I just, I really enjoyed hearing from him and, and feeling his integrity in this area of his life. Uh, I do want to specify that like when we were discussing OnlyFans or uh, Tantric priestesses, which like I consider myself a Tantric priestess because I practice Tantra and I am on the priestess path uh, in my heart. I know that I, uh, I follow the path of Tantra. So Tantric priestess means something different to uh, different people. But when when we were discussing the tantric priestess uh, work that some do, working with men and that being uh, sexual, whether that be full service or uh, certain types of massages. Uh, So, when we're talking about that and when we're talking about OnlyFans, I want to be really clear that we're, I have uh, no desire to shame that work. Um, I have no desire to say that any of it is not okay or that it's unclean or any of that. I have no desire, no judgment or shame. Only fans was a true gift in my life. It, uh, it's how I was able to put my kids in Montessori. It was very empowering for me. And I know that it's very empowering for a lot of women. And I know too, with the, um, the women who do those massages or do that type of work, it is uh there, I'm sure that a lot of their hearts are in the right place. Or i not I don't want to use right and wrong language, but I'm sure that a lot of their hearts are in the place of desiring to bring spirituality into that work. Uh, everyone is different. There's there's a spectrum in everything. Like in in some of that work, there may be some manipulative energy or some vampire type energy or some um energy of like out of integrity of not caring if the men are married or whatever it is there. I wanted to be really specific though, that there is no judgment towards the women in the sexual in, in sex work in that uh, industry at all. Uh, I know and love many of them. What we're speaking to is uh, the, the addictive nature of it for the men who are partaking and the dopamine effect and how that can be addictive and how that can uh, affect the nervous system and the brain. And also the integrity piece of some of these men are married and it's, it's uh, an energy leak or it's out of integrity in that part of their lives. And, uh, and also just a new perspective of how, what we discussed, how this is, uh, the most potent energy that we can work with. So just using the utmost discernment there. Um, but I really, really wanted to just reiterate that because there is, um, zero shame around that. And I think that, uh, I think that it, it does have a lot to do with a woman reclaiming, like for some women that is, and it was for me, that was a part of my reclamation and, uh, some of this work, it is, uh, I mean, it goes back to sacred, ancient uh, practices. So I don't want to judge the work or the people um, practicing the work in any way. I don't want to open up, um, o- open that up here. Uh, I think this discussion was mostly about um, how and when is it an integrity uh when is it healthy is it ever healthy for a man and in what ways and also yeah there's just so much there so much there um if there was any shame that came up from you for you while listening um lean into it uh lean into the shame and ask it questions. There's so much that you can do around that. But I, my prayer is that as you listen to this, that you actually felt more empowered, that you felt more empowered to be um, in control of your energy and to have boundaries around your energy and um, more control and power around the way your nervous system works. So that's my prayer. I'm still sitting with and leaning into uh when is it ethical um when can a, like maybe a married couple use this for novelty right like um and again it's sticky it's like you're well you're mixing with another person's energy in a very potent um realm right for manifestation like there's just so much to it so I'm learning and I'm unfolding and I'm figuring it out with you. Um, But I really enjoyed sitting and hashing that out with a man who, um, embodies integrity in in that area of his life. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes it does have to be kind of what he seemed to embody. was like that cold Turkey. No, it's all a no for me. I'm like that with, um, things that can be addictive because I'm like that with things like alcohol. And I was like that you know, growing up with a lot of things because I knew my father was an alcoholic, my mother struggled with it and there was drug addiction. And so I was like, I'm not messing with any of that shit because I, I, to me, it felt like um, I'd seen the damage that it did and I wasn't even willing to like open up the door. And it seemed like that was kind of where he stood on porn. And for me, that was the healthier alternative. And so when it comes to these areas cold turkey, absolutely no, like not playing with any of it. That may be the healthier alternative and it feels like it is, but I'm still exploring. I'm still sitting with it all. I'm still learning. I'm still unfolding and, and figuring it all out as I do. So, um, you know, in a year, <laughs> if you're still listening to the show. I may have a, a, a broader perspective who knows, um, right now, this all really resonated with me and it resonated with where I'm at on my path. And I'm really thankful for it. I would love to hear your feedback though. I really, really, especially on this episode would love to hear your perspective um, because it is, it's such a controversial topic and it, it is an area, man, where we have so many different narratives coming at us, whether from society or culture or Instagram or our partners, just I mean, there's just so many different perspectives. So I'd love to hear yours, whether you do that through an Instagram message or the review section of this podcast. Uh, If you haven't left a review, I would absolutely love it. Uh, If everyone who listened to this episode left a review, it would make all the difference in this show. So please, it would only take a second of your time. You just click, you know, the stars and uh, then, you know, you don't even have to write something, but if you wrote one or two lines, I would love to hear from you. I'll thank the affiliates. You can go to jade-brice.com to sign up for anything that I'm doing. On the 23rd, I have a radical self-love workshop. And uh, it's all about committing to radical self-love and everything you do come from that place of self-love. Super excited to offer this. Um, I used to not come from self-love. I used to even do developmental work from a place of self-hatred because I thought I wasn't good enough. And that's why I was jumping from program to program or ceremony to ceremony. And now I do things from a place of self-love and it has completely changed how I approach even my breath work and meditation. So radical self-love happening on the 23rd and yeah, I'll have a different, I'll have a different, um, masterclass happening in October. So stay tuned for that. You can go to my Instagram to see about that. And then under, in the uh, show notes under the j-brice.com link, you'll see a link for a cock worship course. That's something I'm also really excited about. I'm taking it myself and I just want my partner to feel worshiped in the way that I adore him. I think it's incredibly healing for the masculine and the feminine to experience worship, whether it be of the yoni or the cock. and it's. Um, You know, these are areas that we've been taught to hold shame around. So to not only heal that within ourselves, but then to have our partner gift that to us, that type of worship, oh, so healing. Underneath that, you'll see Gene Keys, and there's a link that will go to his dream course, but if you use that link to go to any of his other courses, this show will get a, a small cut, and Gene, Gene Keys is like a, it's an inner GPS system, it's incredible, you enter your birthday in time, and it tells you all about your personality, it's pretty cool, and then all things pleasure, pleasure wands, cervical wands, yoni eggs, at wands, dot com. code Jade for a discount as well, and uh, that's in the show notes right under that is higher dose infrared products, all things infrared code Jade 75 for $75 off. I love their sauna blanket. I love their face mask. It's great when you, when you're not able to have like a full two person sauna in your garage, that's something I aspire to have. But right now, oh man, that sauna blanket, it really, it really does the job. And the best part is your hair's not in it. So you're not damaging your hair with heat. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much if you leave a review, share an episode with a friend. Man, this episode, I feel this episode is really important. Y'all so share it with a friend. And let's get this, let's get this message out there. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here.
0: But we got what it takes.